You're listening to Chewing the Fat On Demand. We can't start the day after without election coverage. So I want to give you Chewing the Fat election coverage. And, I mean, Chris, seriously, we don't have any kind of, like, a you know, the election. Every network has their own little election coverage. This is a special presentation from the Blaze Radio Podcast. Network. And, uh, hello, this is Jeff Fisher. We're wrapping up the day after here on the Blaze Podcast Network and the Blaze Radio Network. Letting you inside of what exactly happened yesterday. Democrats capture control of the House. The GOP holds the Senate. What does that mean for you? Get up and go to work tomorrow. Cook dinner tonight. Kiss the kids goodnight. The GOP holding the Senate. How many of you know what GOP stands for? Raise your hand. There's a little test for you. That's what I thought you did. It's called Grand Old Party grand old party. Now you know. This is the beginning of our special election coverage on Chewing the Fat. Our special election coverage continues with stories that matter to you. Florida votes to restore felon voting rights. Yay! If you're a felon and you got out and you're free, you get to vote. Which I actually kind of agree with. Right? You've done your time. You've paid your dues. You've gone through the whole process. You should be able to vote again. Dead brothel loner who we talked about uh, passing away, Dennis Hoff, uh, won his race in Nevada. Congratulations, Dennis. Uh, he won't be able to, I know, so sad. Congratulations, Dennis. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, 63% of the vote, 60, 68.3% of the vote voted for Hoff. Now, that's if you're in Nevada and you see all the signs, they put signs up everywhere, Hoff dead, Hoff dead. Which made the family feel great, by the way. Every elect polling station, Hoff dead, Hoff dead. You know, that's who I'm voting for. Hey, oh, he's the guy that's dead, vote. He's still on the ballot, vote. So now they have uh, the uh, <laughs> the county commissioner starts some process, and I think they have another runoff vote, and they, they figure it cost, cost Nevada and the counties all kinds of extra money. But, uh, you know, it's the problem. We continue on with our election coverage uh, from... Uh, Last night's midterm elections, uh, right now, as of January 1st, 2019, when the politicians all take their new offices, uh, President Trump will no longer be the richest politician in America. Uh, he was uh, he was the richest and still is the richest until January. Uh, the new governor, J.B. Pritzker of Illinois, will become the richest politician to hold office in America. President Trump is worth $3.1 billion. JB, $3.2 billion. So Don needs to build a hotel. I'm sorry. President Trump needs to build a hotel. He needs to sell something. He needs to go out and do something to bump that up a little bit. So that, cause he can't can't stand right. Don's not going to have that. Even if it's just, even if he doesn't say anything, something's got to happen to just, you know, have him be able to say, uh, no, excuse me, excuse me. Um, no, uh, he was. Uh, when he was elected, uh, he was uh, had a point one uh, more money than me. But as of January, uh, I was uh, two points ahead of him. So I'm still the richest politician to ever hold office. So that's not true. Also, in our continuing election coverage on Chewing the Fat, 
Uh, marijuana was a big divisive issue throughout this election. Michigan approved recreational adult use. North Dakota rejected recreational adult use. Missouri said yes to medical use. And Utah said yes to medical use. Congratulations to those states for coming on board. In another headline, cannabis study. Memory and learning improve when teens quit smoking pot. Just a thought. This has been election coverage on Chewing the Fat. Welcome to the show. The Blaze Radio Network. Or podcast, or podcast network, whatever it is. Oh, I like that. How come we didn't have that at the beginning? I like the temps there at the, at the end. It's good stuff. So, before we go on, I just want to say that we should have today, I'm very disappointed in myself and Chris Cruz, we should have had a live Instagram or Facebook feed of us watching the press conference of President Trump today. He was President Trump. You want to know what Trump is like? Go back and watch that entire press conference. Don't just watch the clips they're going to play, because they're going to play some clips for you where it looks like he was mad and upset, which he was, but he wasn't out of control at any time. He was just facing the fire, stood there for at least an hour, maybe more, hour and a half, and took the questions, and he was having none of, he he said, called them racist questions, Covered everything, all the elections, covered questions, told Jim Acosta, you're enough, your network, it's, it's embarrassing that you work for CNN. I mean, it's it was it was really a fascinating press conference. And in the future, if that if something like that is to happen, you need to uh like my Jeff Fisher radio page uh on Facebook, like my Instagram page, Jeff Fisher Radio. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Jeffy MRA, and we will we're going to go live on some of that stuff, and you're going to get a little behind the scenes of us watching that because it was tremendous. If you instead of just sitting there watching the press conference, you'll be able to watch and hear some of the press conference, but most of all, you'll be able to hear our comments, which, by the way, are better than theirs. I mean, everyone is aware of that, right? So, all right, let's get to the podcast, shall we? Yeah, we got my fat pile is growing so much, and I'm not just talking about my own fat pile. I'm talking about the actual stories of, you know what I mean. So, there's a fruit that is considered the smelliest fruit in the world, and I got to tell you, I saw one of these at a Kroger in Texas. All right, in DFW, I saw one of these fruits, and they're huge. They're these huge fruits. They're, they're called the king of fruits. It's a thorny durian. And they really smell a lot. And they're really big. And it was on a, a domestic flight airplane uh, from Jakarta to Bengaloo. If you're flying from Jakarta to Bengaloo, you know how difficult a flight that is. And uh, the durians were in the cargo bay. And the passengers were like, uh, no. We don't want to fly with these stinky fruit below us. How about you get it off? 
It smells like, oh, I don't know, raw sewage and rotten onions. So uh, the passengers threw a fit and demanded that they remove it. And they did. Good for them. But in America, no. No, no, no. We're not, we're not going to stop the flight for anything unless you have your comfort animal and won't, won't leave the plane. Remember the lady with the squirrel? So the lady gets on the plane with the squirrel, and they say, no, those aren't allowed. You have to leave. She won't leave. What do they do? They make everybody else get off the plane. Then they go on and get this lady and talk to this lady and finally escort her off the plane. And then they make everybody get back on the plane. Uh, No. Uh, That was agonizing as it was. But that's what they did. Okay? So now a guy claims that he got on a, a, a flight. Atlanta to Miami, a Delta flight. And uh, the headline is kind of misleading, too. The headline says Delta passenger claims he had to sit in dog poop during flight. A little misleading, but not really, because he, he sat down. And the plane, when he got walked in, when he got to close to where he was sitting, it started smelling bad anyway. And then he sat down, and when he sat down, he realized, what is that smell? And people were holding their nose, and he had stepped in a big chunk of dog poop, and it was on his pants up below because it was in the back of the seat there. And uh, I sit in my seat, and I immediately smell something. I thought, oh, no. Uh, and he realized that it was some sort of dog poop. So I went, to, uh, went up, and I said, uh, excuse me. Um, it's all over the, my legs and on the floor, and uh, he wanted to notify the flight attendants, whose uh, response, and this is a little, I mean, I don't know that I would call it a biohazard, but okay, do you want to call it a biohazard? Let's call it a biohazard, but whatever, it's dog poop, okay? Nobody wants to be around dog poop. So the Delta representative that spoke to this guy says, um, protocol is to have a biohazard kit on board okay well we didn't need a biohazard kit what we needed is somebody to get on the damn plane and clean it clean up the dog poop spray some resolve down get us a little misty smell going on maybe burn a candle or two smelling like sugar cookies or whatever candle scent you can get and let's move on i mean when we were in the hundred years ago, and I'm sure they still make the product. I just, I just have not seen it because I haven't frequented places that sell it because they usually sell it in head shops. But there's a, a, a product called Osium, and it eats the smell and smoke out of the air. A lot of people that um, in, the, in, past, in the past that smoked marijuana in places that they weren't supposed to, you would do like a one hit of marijuana and then spray the Osium, and it would just eat the smell and the smoke in the air. It's good stuff, man. Million dollar product called Osium. Don't look at me like you don't know what I'm talking about. It's called Osium. I mean, it's probably probably doesn't even exist anymore. And if it does, they certainly don't want to be. <laughs> yeah, we're your clear the pot air product. But that's what it was used for. So I tell her what happened. This is the guy now telling the the representative, the flight attendant on the Delta flight. Uh, I tell her what happened, and she said, if the cleaning crew didn't do their job, that's not my problem. What do you want me to do about it? Okay, that's where I say, I want you to go put your face down in that pile of poop and then tell me not to do anything about it. Of course, you can't do that. 
Um, I said, can we get it cleaned up so I can sit down? Sir, it's almost time for that plane to leave. You can sit in your seat or you can be left behind. Now, other passengers already now have stood up and said, hey, what's, uh, what's going on? We, you know, something's got to be done. There's poop everywhere. Uh, we didn't know if the person had gotten sick, if there was an animal sick. Originally, the flight crew said that there was a German shepherd. And then the gate agent said uh, it was an older man who got sick. The airline later told him a golden retriever puppy dropped the deuce. Uh, let's make up our minds. If we're going to lie, let's lie. You had some animal on board. He got sick. He took care of business. You should have cleaned it before you let the flight take off. But you didn't. Why didn't you? Because you, you're, uh, you're backed up. You're overbooked. And you, these people have got to make their flights, right? You're trying to make up time. And so you don't really clean the planes anymore, do you? No, you don't. You pick it up on the way, pre-landing. Remember they come through, they pick up all the trash, and they ask you to make sure all your stuff and trash is out of your little pocket up front. And then they make a walkthrough, and then you leave, and the new crowd walks on. That's the cleaning, because it costs too much money to have a full cleaning crew of illegal aliens. I mean, American citizens cleaning your plane out there from the tarmac. It's too much money. And that they won't they won't do it. They've cut back on all that help. So the plane maybe gets cleaned what once a day, it gets you know hosed down once a day maybe. I mean I don't know. I, I really don't know that. We should talk to someone at the airlines. They probably oh no we clean that between every flight, sir. Do you? Do you? Now they take. I mean the plane is flying. People are they had to take the flight from Atlanta to Miami, which thankfully isn't that long of a flight. But you're still stuck in smelling dog poop all that time in a closed metal shell in the air. Oh, my God. And they said uh, that uh, they had to board the flight before the cleaning was complete. So, sorry. Uh, no. You make people get off the plane for a service squirrel that you won't allow on board. But people, you won't stop and let people off the plane to have dog poop cleaned up. That's completely unacceptable. Another thing that's unacceptable is the guy had to think twice and didn't want to become confrontational to the flight attendant because he said, I know what happens to people that get all confrontational on airplanes. So they've already got us double thinking. Right? Oh, we have to be nice. We can't, we can't be confrontational. Even if something's bad, we have to be nice or we're going to go to jail. Screw you. They've got us coming and going now. Delta also said a cleaning crew used a disinfectant to clean the soiled floor and seats. Oh, after everybody left and people flew on it already? That's great. Now, he said that they reimbursed him for his shoes and suit and gave him a ticket refund and 50,000 miles in compensation. I don't know what they did for anyone else. I'm sure, you know, if you didn't complain, you probably got nothing for riding in your airplane full of dog poop. Um, That is agonizing. And it's agonizing that the flight attendant didn't say, look, we got to clean this up. Captain, we can't fly. 
come on back here, take a look. There's dog poop. People have stepped in it, and now it's tracked up and down. we got to get a cleaning crew out here and disinfect this thing and hose it down. We could get people, have them have them deboard. We can wait. We can clean the plane. Or if we can get another plane up here, let's do it and use that one. But either way, we you know we can't be flying in this plane. But no. No, 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 no. I would rather have people be mad that we had to, apparently some dog pooped in my plane. I had to get off and they've got to clean it. Okay. Good. Thank you. Appreciate it. And this is another example of perhaps, perhaps, uh, unless it's actually a service animal. And obviously people get sick. Dogs get sick. That happens. Accidents will happen. But unless it's a professional service animal, perhaps we should rethink the whole my comfort animal on airlines. Do you need to take your turtle with you? Do you need to? I will say that turtles probably aren't leaving the big old dog poop on the floor. So you probably don't have to worry about it. <laughs> I stepped in turtle poop. You'll be fine. Uh, Duncan Hines is recalling four types of cake mixes, uh, possible uh, salmonella outbreak. This is not a good time for Duncan Hines to be doing this. It's coming up on Thanksgiving and Christmas and the holidays. And, of course, I mean, birthdays, everyone has birthdays year-round, right? The whole Everybody's families have birthdays every day of the year. I mean, turn around, somebody's birthday. But uh, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention are investigating positive findings of salmonella discovered in a sample of the brand's classic white cake mix. Now, Duncan Hines uh, voluntarily recalled classic yellow, classic butter golden, and signature confetti along with the white. So uh, this product is linked to the outbreak. The investigations are still going on. They've pulled it. So if you have any of those uh, that you purchased recently from Duncan Hines, perhaps you take it back to the store and get your money back, or you just bake it and hope that you're good. And most of the time, you're not going to get sick anyway. I didn't tell you to do that. Uh, Amazon will offer one-hour delivery of Whole Foods groceries on Thanksgiving Day. Get up. Oh, my gosh. I forgot this. Hello, Amazon Prime and Whole Foods. Right to your house. That's tremendous. That is great. Amazon Prime deliver Whole Foods groceries one hour within as little as one hour, even on Thanksgiving Day. I mean, that is outstanding. Now, it's open till 2 p.m. on Thanksgiving. So it's not what? Instacart, even on Thanksgiving, though, on the holidays? And Instacart is free. I don't even have to do Amazon Prime, right? Okay, so screw Amazon Prime with their Whole Foods crap, okay? Just Instacart does it anyway. All right, and they're probably going to do it after 2 p.m., right? Plus, uh, Whole Foods and Amazon is only doing this in 63 cities. 14 other cities, you got to pick it up. Instacart will bring it right... More in no, that's all right. No, it's fine. I'm still going to be an Amazon Prime member. I was, I'm not taking that away. I want to watch their movies and videos. Plus, I want to be able to, you know, have, have their product come to my house. Hey, we'd like that. Oh, there it is. 
Uh, that's what I'm loving. And by the way, speaking of Amazon, I have seen, I think, you know, they made the big deal about uh, trying to pick their number two city. And they had all these cities give them all the, you know, their their proposals and stuff. What a scam. And I should have seen it. Oh, my gosh. Am I, I felt so dumb. I should have seen it. So now they're they're back to scamming, saying they, they've picked a city. And Bezos is saying that, you know, there's going to be a city. And they think it's going to be Washington, D.C., but it could be, you know, could be Dallas. Dallas is one of the front runners, and we're a big hub for them. This is a good place for them to be. This is not a bad place for them to have uh, have a headquarters. Um, we only, you know, do I want another fifty thousand employees working in DFW roads? No, but bring them on. Uh, but so I'm reading an article about Amazon saying they're going to pick a second city, and how all these cities sent them proposals and cities were making videos and the guy from DFW Plano and even a couple other local municipalities sent videos into Amazon and saying what the great, great thing they were, were and why they should move here. But they also had to submit proposals of what's going on in those local areas and how much money they were going to get and what kind of discount they were going to get. Realize this, that Amazon now has so much information on those cities and those potential customers for free by just saying, well, you know, we might move here. Give us your, let us know what's going on. Everything. I mean, that's, that was a great move by Amazon. But I am seeing more Amazon semi-tractor trailers. And I saw a couple of Amazon delivery vans in my neighborhood the other day. The Amazon delivery vans were Mercedes-Benz. Beat that, UPS. I know you You got your little brown vehicles and, uh, you know, little brown does great and nobody else drives the brown vehicles because you just retire them when they get old, which is kind of cool, actually. I like that idea because you always know the old U-Haul's on the road. U-Haul doesn't mind anyway. I, I love U-Haul, so it's okay. But they don't want the old UPS trucks on the road, which I, I'm okay with. But I saw these two Amazon Prime vans in my neighborhood and they're Mercedes-Benz and they're both. What's that? Well, yeah, they were outside of the trailer park. They weren't delivering inside the trailer park. My gosh, no, I didn't mean to say that. I'm sorry. I apologize for misleading you. No, they weren't coming into the park. They were parked outside of the park. They were laughing at like, well, those people think we're going to pull in there. (laughs) You're out of your minds. This is Amazon Prime delivery. We'll leave it at the gate. But, uh, I mean, Amazon is there. The guy is everywhere now. It just doesn't matter. I mean, we're going to see. I don't know why we don't have Amazon Air. I don't, let's have it, please. I want to see the Amazon Prime Air Force. I want to see it all. Let Bezos have it. Fine. Just make my life easier. Okay? That's all I want. So, we also are starting to have a plethora of these stories, which is a little disturbing, and I'm not sure what's bringing it on, but uh, yet again, we have another story of a man falling through a ceiling at a restaurant. Now, earlier, we had last week, we had a story about a woman falling through a restaurant twice, falling through a ceiling at a restaurant twice. Uh, half naked. Uh, then now we have a story of a man falling through a roof at a Waffle House. Now I can understand why people go to Waffle House. Please, uh, you don't look like this without ever having been to a Waffle House. But uh, so this guy, they're at a, they're at a Waffle House in Alabama, Tuscambia, Alabama. Beautiful this time of year, and uh, they're all in the. In the Waffle House, all of a sudden, the guy comes crashing through the ceiling. 
Now, they don't know why he went into the bathroom, but apparently he came in and went into the bathroom, and then he's climbing up through the ceiling. And now there's footage of him, right? There's footage of him crashing through the ceiling. They're trying to stop him. They can't stop him. He gets into into his car. An employee said, don't go anywhere. People are trying to block the door. They took off. Uh, The man took off in his car. And later, he left his car and just started running away. Now, it doesn't say here. Apparently, this guy had clothes on. It's a little disappointing. These stories are always better when they're naked. But uh, I'm a little. So now we have we have the lady that fell into the barbecue joint, right? The half naked woman. We have the Waffle House guy that we just talked about, and we have the woman falling through the ceiling into the kitchen of the Mexican restaurant in California. All right. So those are. I mean, those are. All in a short period of time. Um, the police believe that the lady in California at the Mexican restaurant was some kind of drug user. I mean, they they called her crackhead. So they believe that she was some kind of drug user. Uh, the lady at the barbecue point joint in Tennessee who was half naked, they don't know what her deal was. I mean, I'm a special K, uh, you know, maybe she was, maybe she was tweaking at the time. I don't know. And we don't know what happened to the man at Waffle House, why he went into the bathroom and then climbed up into the ceiling. And just why, why are we climbing up into ceilings at restaurants? If we have a new class of drugs that are making people do this, those need to, we need to ban those right now. Now, what am I talking about? Ben and Drawn. <laughs> oh, I killed me. The best podcasts were falling asleep. Yes, there's a category for that. I hope and pray that this podcast is not one of those. If we become a podcast for falling asleep, before you fall asleep, subscribe, rate, review, share. Then you can go to sleep. Okay? So just subscribe, you rate it. Make it easy on yourself. You're half asleep anyway. 20 stars. Review it. Best podcast ever. Share it with someone. <laughs> Dreamland. However, I hope that that's not the case because I'm guessing that a lot of you, since we try to have this uh, ready for you to download uh, wherever free podcasts are sold at 4 p.m. Central and 5 p.m. Eastern, so you're probably listening in some sort of transportation vehicle. So I hope that you're not falling asleep. But there are a podcast uh, rated for best falling asleep podcast. One called the uh, Desert Oracle Radio. Is it desert or dessert? Because I might, you know, I might be okay with the Desert Oracle Radio. Then there's Mythos. Then there's. In Our Time, 
Then there's the best overall history podcast is in our time. Now, why do you want to be, do you want to be a podcast that you're falling asleep to? Then there's everything is alive. The catapult. I mean, I am most, I am not bad mouthing any of these podcasts and they're probably really good, but I don't want to be on the list of podcasts that help you fall asleep. I don't want you to fall asleep during the podcast. I want you to enjoy it and have fun and, and live your life a little. But hey, what do I know? Let me tell you about uh, Mercury One. We've got our big gala coming up. And uh, exciting exciting news that you can still get in on the car raffle. Um, look, you're gonna, you have a chance to win a Mercedes-Benz. All right, so go to mercuryone.org slash m1ball. Or if you just go to mercuryone.org, you'll find the Mercury Ball uh, icon and go to it. But uh, directly, it will get you to mercuryone.org slash m1ball. Now, the gala is uh, coming up on November 17th. It's going to be here at the Mercury Studios. And the seats are almost completely sold out. But get online and come on and be part of it. We have a live online auction going on right now. There's going to be an auction happening here that night as well. Uh, the auction part of the presentation is always fun uh, with the auctioneer and Glenn and the rest of us trying to, you know, hawk the stuff for sale. Uh, I'm sorry, for auction. And uh, it's, it's certainly a, a lot of fun. And we have, you know, there's going to be uh, country music artists and we'll have music and we'll have fun. And we sit at the table and have dinner. And it's, it's, a, it's a huge event, a lot of fun. Uh, we do this every year so that we can raise money to pay the bills for Mercury One. So that when we ask you later on during the year, hey, there's something bad happening and we want you to donate, then that money goes to whatever we're trying to take care of. We don't have to do that. We have money set aside to pay the bills and we have money set aside to uh, keep the lights on so that we can put 100% of the money going to hurricanes, storms, whatever we're trying to help people in. So, and, and also you can, uh, get a, get a raffle ticket, hundred bucks, get your raffle ticket for that Mercedes Benz and it's worth a hundred, but there's no, there's not a Mercedes Benz on the planet that isn't worth a hundred bucks and your chances are pretty good. I think the odds, um, are almost, well, I was going to give you a number and then they'd get mad at me because that's not the right number. I know it was just a joke, but the odds are always in your favor. We always want, what, what's the line? May the odds forever be in your favor. Okay. Put your hundred bucks in and good luck on the Mercedes for Mercury one. It's well worth it. And I'm trying to figure out if I can put a hundred bucks in or not. Cause I think I can. I think I can. So if I'm going to, you know, maybe we just put the hundred in and, you know, take a shot. Do you think the, do you think the audience would get mad if they draw the ticket? You don't even have to be here to win, by the way, that kind of ticks me off. You don't have to be here to win for the Mercedes. You should have to be here. You should have to be here to win. If if we call your name, Bill Johnson, and you don't come up to get the car, we're drawing somebody else's name. That's the way it should be. But do you think the audience would be mad if Jeff Fisher, that's my Mercedes? I walk up there, thank you. Thank you very much. Oh, congratulations to me. Thank you. It's my car. People probably get a little mad. I'm still doing it. Mercury1.org slash M1Ball. Mercury.org slash M1Ball.
Let's go get a drink. I'm thirsty. A little water cooler. Oh, my gosh. It's so good. Well, since we're hanging out in the break room, um, we do uh, – I, you know, I know what this podcast is and what I try to make it, but sometimes there's news that we need to tell you. So uh, in case, in this case, um, I'm going to walk – we've got a TV in the break room. I'm going to go over to the TV. I'm going to turn it on. And, uh, oh, my gosh, look, there's some breaking news. What is the breaking news? They're showing um, President Trump's tweet. What does it say, Chris Cruz? We are pleased to announce that Matthew G. Whitaker, Chief of Staff to Attorney General Jeff Sessions at the Department of Justice, will become our acting Attorney General of the United States. He will serve our country well. We thank Attorney General Jeff Sessions for his service and wish him well. A permanent replacement will be nominated at a later date. You have no idea how I want you to stumble so bad. I'm just in here to come on, stumble, stumble, stumble. Thank you. No, you wish you could do that. I mean, I do. Wish I could do that sometimes when people stumble. I do it to myself. (laughs) Chris is so bad at me right now. You bastard. Maybe maybe this stupid thing again. Um, Yeah, so Sessions is gone. Have a nice day. Take care. Donald, Mr. De- President Trump has not been happy with him for a long, long time, uh, really almost since the beginning, because he brought him on board to take care of the Russian investigation, and then he recused himself. Like, what the hell did I bring you on board for? My God, I'm sounding like somebody that likes Trump 100%. I need to stop for a second. We need to take, let me, I need another drink or something as long as we're in the break room. Holy cow. That is, that is not that good a thing. Maybe I need to do something that, Make us feel better. What can we talk about? Maybe we talk about the teacher placed on paid leave over alleged racially insensitive description of how to make a noose. I haven't even read this story because it's so maddening, just the headline. A teacher at New London High School was removed from his classroom after allegedly making a racially insensitive comment that included an in-depth explanation of how to properly make a noose. Now, let me ask you something. Is there a way to make a noose? Without making a racially insensitive statement. I'm sure that there is. But in today's world, A, do we need an in-depth process on how to make a noose? Is that a, is that a big worry of education? It was soaked in water for a certain period of time, so there's a little bit of elasticity to it. Now it has to be tied properly. Now it has to go between the right vertebrae, so when you drop, it snaps the neck and kills you automatically. Okay, that's good information. I don't know that we need that information in school. I don't know that students need that information, but it's it's worthy. The comment, which was captured on video, was labeled racially insensitive and inappropriate for the classroom. The de- Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. What comment? There's nothing. It was a complete surprise and a shock, and actually I was sick to my stomach when I heard. What did you hear? What was... The comment, which was captured on video, was labeled racially insensitive and inappropriate for a classroom. What comment? The Association of the NAACP explained to the day that aside from the comment being, what comment? You don't give a roadmap on how to kill yourself. Okay, that's not racially insensitive. I'm agreeing with you. The whole news thing. Questionable. All right, more than questionable. You don't be, you don't need to be showing kids how to make a news. But there was nothing racial about it. 
We hung a lot of white people in this country too, my friends. So if you're hanging people, you need to know that it needs to be soaked in water for a certain period of time. And then it gives it that little bit of elasticity. And then the knot has to be tied just right. So you get that big knot on there. So it, you know, it tightens up and then it needs to go right between the vertebrae and pull, kick that stool out from underneath you. You want that neck to break right then. Cause otherwise the guy just hangs there, swings around. We've all seen the movies. We've all seen the movie, but I want to know what was racially insensitive. There's nothing. Plus, what was he? What was? What were we getting at? Now listen, the man that called himself Mister Noose. Okay, the man that called himself Mister Noose, who wants to see justice to crimes against women, arrives at North. Oh, this is just a picture. History teachers being placed on leave while investigations coming to complete how to make a noose. All right, well, there's nothing racially insensitive. I. Come on, seriously, what did he say we do? You know, I'm teaching how to do this to, for all the black guys. Oh, you can't do this to every Muslim in, in the world. Something, there's nothing here. A teacher, a lot of students' parents outraged at the remarks, defended and told the day that the short clip doesn't tell the full story. His son described the discussion as respectful and valid. Okay, but that's my point of, okay, I get the whole idea that, you know what, this is how you make a noose. This is if you were going to hang someone, this is how you would do it. I don't know that we need that. I bet you you can go on YouTube. We've got movies on Netflix that you can watch. What's the guy? There was the guy in England that was known as the hangman or whatever. That's all he did. And he became so good at it. And when they when they when they canceled out hangings for the criminals, he was lost. I mean, that's what he did for years and years. And he became so good at it. He knew the exact rope he needed. He needed to come and measure the people he was going to hang so that he knew exactly how far he had to tie the noose. And I mean, he, it was a fascinating movie. I forget. I think it is the hangman, but could be wrong, but fascinating. And so I get it. I get it that we, you know, it'd be, it's nice to know how to make a noose. Okay. But there's nothing racially insensitive about this. The context was cruel and unusual punishment. Ha, ha, ha. He was describing why they did it that way. Okay, there's some history to it. I'll give you a little bit of that. Personally, my son wasn't offended by this. Uh, this is a top-level college class. It's a, wait, oh, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought this was high school. Oh, it's a college-level class in high school, right? He's been a teacher at New London since 1998. I mean, 20 years. This cannot be the first time that the noose making has come up in 20, in 20 years. I'll give you that. I don't know that I, it, you know, you could probably just go on YouTube and learn how to hang the noose. That's what he should have done is just posted it on YouTube as a, you know, as a anonymous source, as Mr. Noose. <laughs> uh, you guys watch the YouTube channel, Mr. Noose? Yeah. Gosh, and what is going on? Okay, we got people falling through ceilings of restaurants. Uh, one was half naked. We have a man uh, naked, uh, stripping down to well, he's stripping half naked. He's stripping down to his underwear and Crocs. Jumps into a crocodile pool, gets bitten, climbs out, and jumps in again. I got to get some of these new drugs if this is what's what's causing this. St. Augustine, Florida, one of the oldest cities in the country. Actually, St. Augustine is beautiful, and I mean that sincerely. If you've never been there, go there and enjoy some time there. Beautiful. 
last time we were there, I could actually, I could have actually, I mean, I love Florida and, and I'm, you know, happy to live almost anywhere in Florida, except, you know, South Florida, uh, almost anywhere in Florida that isn't South Florida. But, uh, St. Augustine is gorgeous. So officials say a Florida man jumped into a crocodile exhibit at the St. Augustine alligator farm. I mean, why else would you go to an alligator farm? The other other plus, if you're going to go to an alligator, if you're going to go to see alligators, go to Gatorland in Orlando. It's actually Kissimmee. They're on the Kissimmee Orlando border, but it's probably cheaper taxes to be in Kissimmee for Gatorland. But uh, go to Gatorland. You know, alligator farm in St. Augustine. He was bitten by at least uh, one of the animals. Uh, they found trouble, blood near the exhibit, so he jumped in. Did you think he was going to jump in and swim with the gators? Uh, swim with the park director John Berger said they found a pair of shorts and rubber crocs floating in the pool. Thought it might be a prank. <laughs> I wonder, I'll bet you that happens often too. Just throw your shoe in. Just throw your shoe in. Because that, nothing would be, you know, I mean, that'd be funny going to the alligator farm and then just seeing a shoe floating on the top. No, it wouldn't be funny because you'd think it was a human. Okay, never mind. So then a man fights off a shark that bit his leg using his surfboard. Well, the reason that those surfers get bit by the sharks anyway is because of the surfboard. I think that's been actually proven. Right? I mean, they're swimming. They've shown how what it looks like from underwater. And the shark, yeah, the shark thinks it's a seal. And most of the time, when the shark bites into the human, it lets go. Because it's like, oh, that's a human. No, that's not a seal. Ech, ech, ech. Somebody put some bougie sauce on that seal. Get rid of it. So they spit it out. So this guy uh, got, had his calf bitten into and then uh, by the eight-foot fish and then uh, started beating it with his surfboard and off it went. Um, sharks are a tough fight. I don't know if you, I, I think they're, it'd be tough even if you punched them. Didn't we see a story not long ago where a guy was punching the shark in the face to finally get, get him back? That's tough. It's a tough call. Cause you're scared. You're scared. Your sharks are looking like it's going to attack. There might be more than one and you're going to just start beating them. Ooh, instinct is to swim away. And that's when you get eaten. So turn around and punch them in the face my motto today if you feel like running turn around and punch him in the face